Hello, everybody, and welcome back to I've Got a Movie to Watch. My name is Matt. My name is Dakota. And this week, we are watching one of my favorites from Wes Anderson, Fantastic Mr. Fox. And Dakota's already told me she has feelings. Didn't I, I always have feelings. Feelings are important. She has thoughts. I have. There's a difference between thoughts and feelings. I could do that. I mean, you have both, but. Yeah, you do. I could do an exercise. I use little puffy balls and no, cups. No, we're not going to do an exercise. I can do that. I teach the kids the difference. <laughs> anyway, so my my first thought is the only person that thinks Mr. Fox is fantastic is Mr. Fox himself. No, that's the point. Uh, sure. No, it is. It is the point. Everybody. He's very influential. Even his wife hates him. Uh, at, pro, she's at, like, at points in the movie. She yeah, is supportive. Yeah. And she's played by Meryl Streep, and she does a great job. Is she supportive, or is she just a victim of her circumstance? Um, I'm pregnant. That's what she says. I'm not pregnant. But well, okay. So before we get into it, I want I want to talk about how I think where you're getting hung up just a little bit mm-hmm. is you're looking at these characters like they're human, but they're wild animals. They are wild animals. Sure. So when you when you look at it like okay yeah for test Mr. Fox he is a wild animal like he has these animal instincts that are making it difficult for his family to live and he also has a son that wants to be an athlete. Yeah, I love the kids. Oh. They were the best part. You but, know Jason Schwartzman voices uh, his son, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cute. Also another fun fact. Uh so the brother of Wes Anderson, I don't think he does much of anything, but like he was the one that voices the cousin. That um, makes sense. How does that make sense? Just because of like the just the dynamic between the two, it felt very familial. Yeah, <laughs> like in and of itself, I was like, oh wow, they have really great Christopherson. chemistry. Christopherson, Christopherson, I loved Christopherson. He's like. Christopherson is a victim of circumstance. He is absolutely a victim of circumstance. It's like, but, he's like, he's got double pneumonia. Like, how do you, <laughs> yeah, he's like one foot in the grave. He's like, Christopherson apologizes. Like, I'm up. No, that's not. So Christopherson's the cousin. No, no, sorry. I didn't mean, sorry. Ash. Ash, Ash is the, Ash sorry. Is the son. Yeah. Ash is the son. See, anyway. So going back to like the whole, they're wild animals. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, but they're personified. Yes. Like they get those human characteristics for a reason it's just in, in a yeah. way in a way yeah so yes that it's core they're wild animals and i think the parallel is to be like the humans in this movie and the animals in this movie aren't that much different no nah, the both, humans are kind of just diabolical and not really the humans are just doing their <sighs> jobs like they're yes they're like don't get me wrong yes and no like uh, like, like that's their livelihood it, they're uh, protecting mr bean is the apple cider guy yes right? i believe yes. so yes i think bunsen bean and bunsen there's a little nursery rhyme that goes with yes, it which is very cute it's a very cute nursery rhyme. and this is based off an actual book yeah it's a royal doll book yes and so maybe if i would have read the book maybe it would have had mean, a little more it to be fair, when you look at other old doll uh, pieces of literature, whatever because that's call like, it, like it, didn't he also do James and the Giant Peach? Well, he did James and the Giant Peach. He did Willy Wonka. He did uh, BFG, Matilda. Oh yeah, all he that. did do Matilda. Yeah, all that witches. Hmm. You know witches. 
Witches. Witches. Yes. The Sorry. The witches I, where they turn I thought you were like turn, phrasing a question no, to me. No, they turned the boys into yeah, little, little rats. Yeah, little rats. Yes, they did a remake with Anne oh Hathaway. Oh my god, the original scared the shit Never seen it. The, the, the original is... When the scenes where they're turning into rats and the scenes where like you see the witches' faces are... Maybe that'll be a Halloween watch No, I don't want to watch it. If I had to watch it, you have to watch witches. I don't think you'll like it. That's... Oh well, I'll try it. Maybe I'll love it. Who knows? Who knows? We're we're still we're still a ways out from that. No, we're like a whole year out. From that. Dude, this year it's only been two weeks, and I'm like, it's been rough. What a year! It's like Dakota. This is leap years. It's the. It's not even the leap years. I think it's just me being a victim of circumstance. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's get back to Fantastic Mr. Fox. So, like, I liked the movie. I genuinely had a good time. I, I think... you you made a statement, and I do want to say you said this would probably be your favorite stop motion. Yeah, I agree. Oh, really? This is my favorite stop motion. the The opening scene with his with Miss Fox. I don't know if they ever give her a name, um, but with Mr. She Fox. Does have a name. They, they had they gave each other names. I can't remember. Um, that's well, no, how Fo- Mr. Fox is Mr. Like she calls him Foxy. Like okay. that's his name. So Mr. Fox and Mrs. Fox. Well, pr- pr- I don't know. Can they be legally married? I guess that's the wife. I don't know if they ever actually talked about. It. Anyway, so <laughs> they're like the whole scene of where they're going in to get the chickens, and yeah. like that's so like you're glowing, and then the, it's like a yeah. totally different texture. And I'm like, it's, there's all these little things yeah. that make it very delightful. Yes. And so like the stop motion, like you can tell a lot of care was put into like the just the emotion behind it, mm-hmm. how these characters move, how they interact with each other. Like it was an enjoyable experience. Yeah. I would have enjoyed it more. Cause if I just, Mr. Fox was just not as. Yeah. George Clooney yeah. was a good, was a good, Pick. was a good fit. Yeah, yeah. Like not anything negative about George Clooney. He just does a good job. No, he, he, he does that. He's got that kind of like assertive kind of like, I know what I'm doing. So, kind of. okay. Mr. Fox is narcissistic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. But he he does. I will argue that like he there is small progress made throughout the movie because at the start of the mm. movie there is uh, there is small progress made. I think a lot of the progress is made between him and Mrs. Fox and him and Ash. I think there's progress made with him and Ash by the end of the movie. Yes, but it's like I mean that scene before you you understand that scene before he goes up uh, before he goes up to sacrifice himself mm-hmm. and he has that like small moment with Ash and he's talking yeah. to him. And he's like, you are an athlete and everything. And like, <sighs> Ash is like, I know I am. <laughs> well, I, here's when I recommended this movie, I knew you were going to have issues with some, not all of the adult characters, but you're going to love the children. I loved the children. Yes. Which is why I wanted to make the argument. This is, a very similar argument to like Moonrise Kingdom. The parents got on our nerves in Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, they sucked. But the children made them. But here's my, here's where I have. There's so much focus on Fox and not the children. That's the thing. Like with Moonrise Kingdom, that's the focal point. That's the point of the movie is these, these children making Moonrise Kingdom and that's their sanctuary. Fantastic Mr. Fox is about fantastic Mr. Fox. And like, that's that. I mean, he does. I'm not going to say that there aren't moments of growth, per se. I'm very hesitant to call it growth. But was there, like, a shift? Yes. Yeah, for sure. There was a shift. That that scene where Mrs. Fox, like, lashes out on him, like, that is well-deserved. 
Yeah. It seemed like he. Karma, he, karma hits Mr. Fox. He loses his like, tail. He gets his wife tech, like, gets him up. Like, his kids, like, screw you, dad. Like. Well, like, he, his entire family's uprooted. Like, the house is well, literally he, uprooted. Yeah, I was going to say, like, oh, no, in a literal sense. Yeah, yeah. like, literally. <laughs> so, it's just about, like, this whole movie is just, like, a fox dealing with the consequences of his actions. <laughs> Which I want to argue... Like these illusions of grandeur that he has. I want to argue that for a Wes Anderson movie, you can tell it's a Wes Anderson movie. But you can also kind of tell that he's not limited, but kind of... He's kind of forced to abide by the rules of the source material. Sure. As, As well... I would say as any person that take, but no, not everybody adheres to the yeah. literature. But like he, he wants to make it a good adaptation, mm-hmm. clearly. And this is the only work of art he's done, like the only film he's done that is a direct adaptation of something. I didn't know that. Most of the movies, actually every movie except Fantastic Mr. Fox, is his own work of art. Like it mm-hmm. is an original piece. Um, So... I think when it comes to an adaptation, I think it fits well with his style. It does. And the family dynamics, I wish there was a little bit more growth on Mr. Fox's end, just like you, but. I feel like too, like what another thing that we had discussed, like, you know, while I'm watching it and how we text back and forth was like, it goes so fast. Oh, it's breakneck speed. It's so fast. It needs a little bit more time to breathe. Yeah, like I feel like if we would have given a little bit more to those moments, I would have felt a little better about it. Yeah. But it was so fast and there was just so... Because, I mean, within 20 minutes you're having the opening scene to Ash is already like a grown child and they're looking at a tree to live in to him and... I can't remember the uh, possum's name. Oh, what was the possum's name? I I love the possum. possum. Kirksey. No. Was it Kirksey? I thought it was Kirksey. No. I think it started with a K, though. Kirby? Something similar to that. You can look it up while I'm I loved how, talking. like... But the possum... <laughs> we'll, we'll get into our favorite characters later, but... um, Yeah, like I was saying, like, you're... Each scene, like, it, it's just so fast and so fast-paced. And then... I don't want to say it hits a wall, but it does kind of like slow down after they're uprooted from their home Mm -hmm. compared to like how quickly it was moving. Dig, 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 some plot. Dig, 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 some plot. Like there was like, I was like, I could, I could walk away from this if I needed to. And I do agree. It needs a little more time to breathe. Um, You want to know the first time I ever saw this movie? Shoot. So... Felicity is his wife's name. Felicity. Felicity is Mrs. Fox. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find... Funnily enough, also, was not... uh, Kylie. Kylie, Kylie. yes. Uh, Kylie's possible. But I was not recommended this movie by Henry, but I did see this movie with Henry in my vicinity. (laughs) He he was around. No, he was, literally. He was around. Yeah. Because... 
the first time I saw this movie was on a flight to Germany to go spend the summer with Henry's family. I learn more about you every day. <laughs> like we were sitting next to each other. <laughs> Matthew, like, world-renowned moviegoer and traveler extraordinaire. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, when you I was, didn't experience Mr. Fox in Germany? No, that's really No, cool. it wasn't um, Germany. It was like on the plane to Germany. <laughs> okay. The first time. Cause, Semantics. Because, <laughs> you know, like they have some of the planes on especially long flights. Yes, they they, they let you like pick movies. And so that's what you pick? Yeah. Because I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's cool. I also watched Entourage on the plane, and Entourage is a little naughty. Oh, okay. You don't know, but no. I mean, it's an HBO show, so HBO shows are a notoriously raunchy. naughty. They are very notoriously naughty. Somebody recommended me watch Californication, and I watched a season of it. And it's a little naughty. It's, a, it's very naughty. <laughs> it's incredibly naughty. I was like, this dude is having, so, having some trouble. What, as a children's movie, I think this is a really well-made kids movie. It's, I loved one of the, just, there's a lot of just very nice little details. Well, there's a lot of creative decisions. I I liked, it was like, what the cuss? Are you cussing at me? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. Because it's a kids movie. You obviously can't say those words. So they opted (laughs) to just say, what the cuss? You cussing at me? Yeah, I'm cussing at you. And so it was very, I liked that. Like it's, I would argue it's probably for like older children, but no, I, I think there I, is a I knife was, fight with a rat. No, I'd show this to my ten year old. Yeah, I would. I would argue that like eight, that's like older. even even eight, seven or eight. I'd show it. Uh, maybe seven or eight, depending on the kid. But I'd say four, ten, four or five. They probably get, four say, or five. They probably get lost. no. They're not going to. They're going to get. They're going to see stop motion. And they're going to have nightmares about Santa Claus. <laughs> Not talking from personal experience. Um, so would, what, what, what movie I'd, do you think is more traumatic? This, Nightmare Before Christmas, or Coraline? Um, I think Coraline. Coraline. If I would have saw, if I would have saw Coraline when I was like seven, I'd be like, yeah. what also, two thousand nine apparently was like a resurgence in stop motion because Coraline was two thousand nine. Fantastic Mr. Fox is also two thousand nine, made in two thousand nine. So I just thought that was an interesting yeah. connection. Now. Wes Anderson did another stop motion movie. It's Isle of Dogs. Yeah, I'm I've heard not, of that one. I'm not a huge fan of Isle of Dogs. I've heard good things. It's okay. Okay. Um, there's there's quite a few plot details that I'm not a huge fan of. Okay. Um, one of them, one of them, one of the weird plot points is uh, Greta Gerwig, mm-hmm. who is the director of Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Uh, <laughs> She she voice acts a uh, teenage white girl in Japan, and there's this whole plot line where it, it's a white savior plot, plot line, honestly. Oh, okay. And it's just it, it feels icky. <laughs> Given like the tone of the movie, yeah. Okay. And it just feels weird. It feels it, like. You're in Japan and you're having all these problems in Japan, but it takes a white savior to like fix all the problems and yeah, it feels weird. And then she has like a love interest story with the little boy, and she's she like falls in love with a picture of him, and she's also like seven years older than him, um, and they become like an actual like couple, and it's very it's very weird. Oh, uh, I don't 
want to see this movie. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you'll like it. That sounds very strange. And given my line of work, a seven-year gap is concerning. Yeah. No, it is. So. But it's okay, because she's the older female compared to a younger male. Oh, no. That's the double-edged sword, kids. (laughs) Like, neither way. Like, men get celebrated if they do it. Women are called whores and, like, stuff like that. I I would say that men are called predators in some way. No, I'd agree with that as well. Like it's almost like it's the double-edged sword of things. Anyways, fantastic, Mr. Fox. When it comes to the family dynamic, we can talk about how Fox is a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Is Ash dealing with... I think Ash is a little bit on the spectrum. Um, They hinted that, yes. Yeah. They hinted that. And I think Christopherson is definitely dealing with the depresso. Uh, hard. I'm not going to say it's not possible, but if I was in the clinical setting, I would be like, I would, I would need more information to feel safely do that. Fair. But like, at minimum, it's an adjustment disorder, yeah. or there's some grief and or some potential. PTSD. The only, on. the only reason I say this is because of that scene. Where he it, gets underneath the railroad table. he gets table, under the railroad tracks. He's like, he's sniffling. And then like, Ash is like, oh, and he comes down and then they watch the train together. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so wholesome. He doesn't know. And then, oh, all oh, trains. I mean, I picked up on, I think, a touch of the, the tism um, or the spectrum well, before that. But I'm like, oh, wait, trains. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, trains. Yeah, I think trains are neat. One of uh, one of my favorite scenes is uh, I think I think it's the second night that Fox and um, Kylie Kylie go out on their hunt, mm-hmm. and Ash follows them out. And Mister Fox is like, "What are you doing here? Go back home." And then Christopherson shows up like a minute later. He's like, "Oh, good, you found the place." It's like what? <laughs> it's like. It's like your mat, like he like makes a, a like a burglar's mask, like out, out of, of a, a sock. sock, and he's like, "Take that mask, it's dumb." And then he's like, "Oh, good, you found the place, and you got your mask." <laughs> and it's like, "Sir," but it's like, like mm-hmm. Fox is kind of a terrible father. No, he is a terrible father. There's no kind of a <laughs> like he's really bad. Like he's but that's that's why I think there's growth because he turns into a not so shitty father. Uh, you know, where results may vary. <laughs> Just fair. We we don't get enough at the end. Speaking of the end, something that was like I'm not sure what this represents, and it maybe got lost on me was the scene with the wolf at the end. Yeah, it's kind of just there. Like they they talk about it throughout the movie. It's like he's yeah. like, what wolves wear, and so it's kind of like assumed he has a phobia. Of I, I feel like that was a royal dolphin. I don't. It might have been, and it might have just gone. Oh, but like as far as the movie was, because that definitely feels like a dolphin. Like, Kyle's like, I'm afraid of heights, but you never see him get encountered with that. Not that I know of. Yeah. Or, no, he's not afraid of heights. He's afraid of thunder. Not lightning, thunder. Yeah. And I was like, what? And so went the wolf at the end, and then they're, like, putting up the paws in solidarity, and then, like, the wolf's, like, all majestic, and then all of a sudden you see, derp. It kind of took it. It took away. I was like, "Uh huh." He's just he just doing derp. He doing derp. He doing derp. So but, that that was kind of lost on me. I think. Um. But like, I yeah, don't, it's just kind of there. It's just kind of there, and I, I do think that's a raw doll. I haven't read the book, but I feel like 
that's in the book and they felt it necessary to put it in the movie. I guess so. Um, but I, I want to say, um, how did you, how did you feel about the scene where Fox has his like epiphany and he starts calling everybody by their Latin names? I was like, Bulbous, Bulbous. Bulbous. I was like, I don't know what your Latin name is or like a possum possum. I don't know if they had possums in yeah. like ancient Rome, like whatever. Uh, I, I was just like, this is okay. Well, that, just, that's, a, that's the scene that reminded me. I was like, oh yeah, no, they're, they're animals. <laughs> and he's going back on their animal instincts. I think, like, I think that's what it is. Is like, it's just kind of this weird duality thing happening of like man and beast aren't that different. Yeah. I, I feel like that. that's, I feel like that's a running theme. That's what I took away anyway. Okay. Like, but then like you're reminded in those moments that we're just wild animals. We're mm-hmm. wild animals. But, like, that's not an excuse for your behavior. Right no, there. and I uh, I want to talk about that because I like that. I like how I like how they're trying to make, like, no, there, there should be a clear separation. But, no, there's not. Mm-mm. Like, and just I'm, because you're a wild animal doesn't make you not a shitty person. No, like, you don't, you don't get an excuse for that. And like, then, humans are also animals. And, like, every single animal has, like, got fault in them. Like, they make a point to be like, oh, well, I was talking to Mr. Rabbit's ex-wife, you know? And, like, okay, uh, like, okay, so Rabbit's being with that, like, promiscuous. Yeah. And then, like, the badger being voiced by uh, Bill Murray, yeah. too, which was quite funny. You can always tell when it's Bill Murray. You can. It's just. Because he doesn't change his voice. He's like, I'm Bill Murray. I write yeah. on that alone. And I'm like, good for you, Bill Murray. Right. Um. I have a weird story about Bill Murray. I don't think I've ever told this. <laughs> okay, go on. No, you go first. And just we'll, like, we'll just how track. they point out, like, each animal has its faults. Like, that kid's kind of weird. But Christofferson is, like, the only one. The only one that's kind of, like, golden. He the golden boy. He, he's a silver fox. Yeah. So he's, like... <laughs> and it's on his mother's side. And they're, like, you get that from... And I'm, like, I actually have no blood connection to him whatsoever. Like yeah. what? So outside of Christofferson, everything everybody else is like. I think they make a point to show these flaws. Yeah, like Badger's in a Flint mine with his twenty-seven kids that he can't remember their name, and he's like, "That's my Flint mine," and you don't have it. Like kind of like yeah. greedy Badger kind of thing. Mister Fox is narcissistic. Felicity was the town harlot. Yeah. Um, I loved Rat. Rat, you knew what Rat was about. Yeah, you knew what Rat was about from the right? get go. He was all about that cider. He was all about that cider. And I was like, William Defoe, of course. Of course. It just reminded me of the Boondocks. How did you know it was William Defoe? Did you look it up? No, I didn't know that was William Defoe. Really? Yeah, I really did. I was like, that's William Defoe. Yeah, okay. And I was like, it's William Defoe. Willem. William Defoe rat was. Willem. Willem, excuse me. I'm from Wilhelm. <laughs> Wilhelm. Defoe. Wilhelm Defoe. Defer. But, but anyway, so, like, that was. We'll, we'll go. So, what's the Bill Murray thing? So. We've, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, but you know, I used to work for the Scouts. Yeah. And when I worked for the Scouts in uh, the coast of South Carolina, mm-hmm. I'll just leave it there. Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. Uh huh. Um, but when I worked for them in the coast of South Carolina, my boss was telling me a story during like the first month of me being on the job. And mm-hmm. he was like, uh, I asked him, I was like, have you ever, like, this is a big area, there's 
a lot of like rich people out here. Is there anybody that I would know that has had their kids in scouts? And he's like, actually, yes. So we uh, actually had Bill Murray's kid enrolled in scouts at one point. And this was re- not super recent, but like easily like a decade ago. <laughs> and this was one of his younger kids. He was in Cub Scouts. And Bill Murray would come to Cub Scout events with his kid. Okay. At the place I worked at. But, like, at that time, like, by the time I got there, he was no longer, like, his kid was no longer enrolled. So, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool, actually. Right? And it was one of those things where I was like, huh. They are really everyday people. Yeah. (laughs) Well, would you look at there? Huh. I'm trying to think. Have I ever had like a big celebrity encounter? Um, I never met Bill Murray, but but like had that kind of like, oh, this is this person's thing. Well, like not just that, but like just just being like, huh, Bill Murray's a supportive father. That's nice to know. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm trying to like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I might come up with something off the top of my head, but I, like I, I don't know. But so on that. You were talking about talked about favorite characters. Yeah. So who was your favorite character? I like Kylie a lot. He's probably my favorite adult character. He's just he's he's just he's rabid. He's a rabid possum. Yeah. And I love the parts where it just like it zones out. He's like zones out I need the, like he's like I need you to know like when you do this I need you to know that you're listening and he just like moves his hand forward. Yeah. And then you like whenever Mr. Fox gets into this, I don't think he's the, rabid. I think it's when he's playing possum. But like. So here's where I'm like, maybe it's rabbit because then Mr. Fox has the the showdown with the rabid beagle. And then like after he deals with him, all of a sudden Mr. Fox is doing that too. So that made me think it was like a rabbit thing. No, because I don't think they catch rabies. Possums don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's a sign of like him playing possum. Uh Uh-huh. So like when Mr. Fox was up there, he was like, no, I'm playing possum. I'm okay. Don't worry about me. Yeah, I like if I were to think about it from a mental health aspect, I was like, oh, Kylie's got some dissociation. Oh, he does. He's got some dissociative disorder that's what I happening. Love about, that's really what I love about Wes Anderson movies. It's like he's not afraid to dig deep into the like childhood trauma, the mm-hmm. mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Bill Murray's character in Moonrise Kingdom had major depression. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, dealing with narcissism, you don't. You get that sometimes in some movies, but like this is a clear cut case of like narcissism that you can look at and you can be like, all right, kids, like you could show your kids and be like, all right, this is what narcissism looks like. So, and that's the thing too, like narcissism takes many different forms. Yeah. But like that's a dude that's full, like that's what people think narcissism is like this yes. dude that is full of himself. He has all the answers, he has all the bravado, all the confidence. Like yeah. that's what people think of like typically when you mention narcissism. Yes. And so there's that's where you have like the illusions of grandeur and like they want all of the nice things and they yeah. want to do like there's there's covert narcissism um all sorts of different things like off the top of my head. And the scene where he's like, "Honey, it makes me feel poor." Honey, we are we poor. are poor. So it's like, and then I'm like, how do you determine poor when you're wild animals? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How do you? How do you? What is wealth to wild animals? What is you know what? Let's get on the anti-capitalism of what is wealth? Why does this dictate our society? <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not. 
What? You don't um, want to establish, like, disestablish the government today? No, I do not. Fine. I really don't. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I think I think my favorite child character. It's hard because I think Christopherson and Ash, it flip flops. Because yeah. like a lot of things that like happen to Christopherson are not his fault, and he he is a victim of circumstance. Like he gets a lot of crap from Ash. He gets put in a situation by Mr. Fox. Like that's not his fault. Mm-mm. It's he, not his fault. Nope. He's just like okay. These are the people that are looking after me. <laughs> right. So like so, he's definitely like he's definitely in a sense like emotionally abused. Psychologically abused. Um, When it comes to character growth, when I look at that, I think I like Ash the most as a child character. Because there there is that, like, he has that growth where he he accepts Christopherson for who he is. He accepts that, like... That's my guy. Yeah. That's my guy. He's my homie. Yeah. So he goes from absolutely hating this kid to understanding and understanding that, like, what he was doing to him was not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think with all the character growth, I think Kylie is my favorite adult character just because I just love his personality and the interactions he has with mm-hmm. each character. But I think my favorite character overall, now that I think about it, is Ash. I think, like, I'm going to agree because, like, now that we're separating it into, like, older and younger, my favorite older character is Rat. Rat had an arc in like the few screen, like he probably had a minimum of like five to 10 minutes screen time total. And that man had more of an arc than literally every single character. All he wanted was the cider. Cider. That was his own thing. And like Mr. Fox was like, here's some gross sewer water. It's the cider. And he's like, yes. And he's, he's, he got electrocuted like he's yeah. it's literally he's a dead, dead rat. like he and then they float him down the river and i was like man why am i emotionally attached to like this like west side story talking rat because <laughs> he's like doing the snaps and he's got like the switchblade and he's like will tango yo how was felicity she used to be the town top back in her day <laughs> and she was like she gets the chains and i'm like all right, let's go. That made me sad. I was hoping for mom to kick his butt. I didn't like how that went, but like, yeah, Fox showed up at the last second, took the fight. And it's just like, but then he was like, Oh, I was just doing it. Which is the same motivation that like Fox had. It's just like, he was trying to do it to get the things and he was doing it to defend and get the thing himself. Mm -hmm. But like, he could admit that. Yeah. Like he like rat had like that whole arc in five to ten minutes, and I was like, I felt more emotional attachment to a dead rat, <laughs> and I loved his character design. Yeah, like the I, character I design want, was very good. I want to get into that later because this was Wes Anderson's first stop motion, and it is it's great. it is so good. It's very good. Like if you just want to go on aesthetics alone for this movie, it is gorgeous yeah it's very it's very we were talking about how like Coraline is gorgeous but like Coraline is like grimy gorgeous right but I think that like that's the story it's trying to tell this is like this is beautiful yeah it's like it looks it looks like a tones and well it looks like a storybook brought to life it does and like these are like actual like felted creatures that like somebody Mm -hmm. made to represent what was going on and that's literally what happened yeah 
And like, that's, it was very charming. Just, it had a charm to it. Oh yeah. The visuals, the color coordination with it, the lighting, like it was all very well done. Like the, like when they're going up against the electric fence and they're fighting and you see like the, because the electricity zapping and it's like, it's so like, I just like the only drawback to as far as like overall production, like if it just didn't go so daggum fast. Yes, I agree. Like that, I really feel like that's no, the biggest and, drawback uh, that, to it. Like we'll get into ratings later, but that that is my biggest complaint of the movie is. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think very I think when it comes to Mr. Fox, like he's flawed for a reason. We just don't have enough time for the turn at the end to like really sell us. Mm-hmm. And like it's hard. I guess it's harder for Mr. Fox because he is the main character. Like, this rat character, he is very much so a minor, minor secondary Oh, character. yeah. Like, he, like, like next he is, to nothing. Yeah. Next to nothing. Like, he is supporting character, like, verbatim definition. Like, support. Yeah. yeah. But within the, like, 10 minutes you get with that supporting character, you see a full arc. It's just, with the main character, you need more time to, like, flesh it out. Like, this is your main character, and we're not everything's going so fast that it doesn't seem believable. Yes. I you agree. do. You do have that little bit of suspension of disbelief with the rat. Cause you see him at one point and then you see him at another point. You because like you see him you, while he's there for the initial break in. And because like Mr. Fox was successful, he is now like this kind of lackey for the farmer. And so he's out to like redeem himself yeah. almost. It feels like a very old, like was it Paris, Paris and Romeo? fighting kind of thing no or was it tibble it's tibble okay so it felt very like he was tibble to me yeah because i was like i don't really know i know that's a very strange comparison (laughs) but like that's what came to my mind was like this was a character that that was his motivation and like it was very clear you understood it and mr fox's was very clear i'm not gonna say i understood it but yeah. it was very clear. And another thing that kind of got me was like, there are next to no consequences. Some, but not a lot. I mean, you do, he lost his home. He made everybody else lose their home. Now they have to live underground. But not at any point. There are like peaks and valleys with it. I mean, everybody's like super pissed at him for a long But then all time. of a sudden, like, oh, we dug underground enough to where we got all these other things back. And we're having this big banquet. And I'm Mr. Fox. And I'm going to give a toast. Yeah, and the then narcissism it gets, comes back. It's like there's no, like, to him, like, there's no consequences. Yeah. He doesn't have time for consequences. Like, he's like, I have to keep up the pace fast enough to be like, you can't bend this on me. Can't pin it on me. Well, he's always like, okay, I made the problem. I need to fix it immediately. Right, but we don't let it have that time. And so whenever that time is allowed, and then you see Felicity like going after him. Because that, that's that's what I'm trying to get at is when you're following, you're following Mr. Fox the entire movie. Yeah. You've seen the entire movie. So you see like, okay, I'm watching this character the entire movie. I'm not seeing the growth over time. Mm-mm. With the rat, you get him at one point, and then you get, you get him nice at another little, point. You got a nice little bow on him. Well, no, you get him at one point, and then you get him at another point. So you have that suspension of disbelief of like, okay, during that space where we did not see rat, this there was, is what there he's was, been. There doing. was growth between there. When you're following a character the entire movie, you're like, okay, I didn't physically see the growth at all during the entire movie. So where was it? Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, and like, and again, like. Next to no consequences. Mm-hmm. Like, next to none. So, I agree. Like, that... And when it, I mean, like, consequences, like, we see the consequences for the others surrounding him, but, like, acknowledging those consequences. This movie has... That accountability. This movie is. has 
I wouldn't say serious. I wouldn't say it is the, it like, it has pacing issues, but it's not a detriment to the point where, like, it turns it into a horrible movie. It's yeah. just, like, it would have been, it's a good movie that would have been better it if just, the pacing issues weren't so. It just feels fast. Yes. But it doesn't necessarily, like, it takes away some, but it's not a make or break. I, I would say, like, the pacing issues take away a point for me. They did. That, like, overall, like, how I rated it, and you know, and you, you and I discussed the rating prior, um, like, I, that, that came into a point with it. So, I think we can go ahead and get into ratings, because we'll talk about other stuff after. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm at a nine, just because I a think nine? this... Yeah, no, for real. Like, I think oh. this movie is extremely well made. I think the characters make sense. It's just, it would have been a 10 if not for the point taken away for the pacing to give it a little more time to breathe. Because I feel like if it was given more time to breathe, this would have been a perfect movie for me. So what, so based on your rating, Mm -hmm. a lot of that is like, do you feel something as you watch it? So what was some of the things you feel? Because like, I'm not rating it that high. Oh, I feel all kinds of emotions when I see it. Like, this movie brings me joy. Mm-hmm. This movie, like, I, it, I, it's not a direct relation to Christopherson, but I do relate to those feelings that he's having. Okay. I relate to how, because I, I see, it's not a direct relation, but like, when I see these characters, I see people that I've interacted with and I get that emotion out of it. And that mm-hmm. that's, that's the connection I get. When I see Mr. Fox, I see someone I've interacted with. Okay. When I see Ash, I see someone I've interacted with. And sometimes I see a little of myself in Ash. Okay. A little bit. I see more of myself in Christofferson. You're going to need a really big sock for your head. That was rude. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I, would need a big, I would need a big sock for my head. Like, come on. But no, I, I see more of myself in Christopherson. Uh, I can see that. Every character, but I, I get re- there's there's just it's clear that there was so much love and dedication put into this movie. Just like, and I'll say this: like when it comes to Wes Anderson movies, not every movie hits for me, but this movie does. Just because I really like Roald Dahl, like I like a lot of his work, and like Wes Anderson doing a Roald Dahl movie, and like the emotions hit. Mm-hmm. I can connect to characters. I can fully agree and be on like, yeah, Mr. Fox is not like he's no, he's just not it. Yeah, he's but not. that he's not it on purpose. Like it's all on purpose. It's all like I was telling you. Like without what Mr. Fox was doing, there is no plot. There yeah, isn't. Like you wouldn't have a story. I get that. I get that. So you need like Mr. Fox. Is not the protagonist. He is the antagonist. He's the antagonist. I would agree. Yeah. I would like, agree. he is the antagonist of this movie. And the protagonist of this movie... It's not Mrs. Fox. She's probably... Eh, maybe. Mrs. Fox... She's I, a good support. I, she's a good support, but I'm like... She also allows these things to happen. And she, uh, she, like, tries to catch him on it. She tries to catch him on it. I would it. not say let him. I would say she does. I say I think she takes a very passive role. Even when she was suspecting something, she still didn't act upon it. Because she wasn't certain. At least that's, that's how I interpreted it. At some point, I'm like, she has enough information, and she confronted him. And knew, like, this is her husband. She, like, even was like, I knew you were doing something. 
You yeah, promised me you yeah. wouldn't do this again. You gotta look at a at a relationship standpoint where you're like, you don't really want to call out your significant other until you're like, you are sure. <laughs> like, uh, I would disagree. Okay, I would disagree. If you like, you need to open up that that open communication. Like, having conflict is important. Yes, it is. But now, from her, from Mrs. Fox and Mister Fox, like, yeah, of course. Like, am I gonna accuse my husband of? Like going out and literally robbing essentially banks. Yes. That's what's happening because I guess turkeys and chickens are animal and currency. Apples that are apples. specifically made with stalls on them. I'm like, because that's not a GMO rating to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, that was weird. How did the? How- it was it was aesthetically pleasing. Sure, I would eat that apple, but it'd be literal like applesauce. I'd so, be biting into. But like from an actual like relationship thing yeah. of like having like if you are suspecting your partner you know a lot of that's just asking for clarification and being upfront of like hey i've noticed some of these behaviors and they're you know i'm concerned as a person that cares about you and loves you i want to bring them up because i'm concerned counterpoint okay one of these when... days if i open up an llc i'm going to call it counterpoint counseling <laughs> because I, I love to do counterpoint i do that with so i think that's funny anyway, yeah your counterpoint your counterpoint argument. okay got argument when dealing with a narcissist like mr fox is she really given the opportunity to communicate to him and i feel like the first time she is able to like finally communicate to him is when it gets to the boiling point where she has to like basically be like come here we're going aside i'm going to scratch <laughs> like granted that's not a healthy relationship but like is she given the opportunity to properly communicate to him yes is she you see that like kind of set up in the opening sequence of like her trying to communicate her pregnancy he's not having it just because she is communicating to him is he actively listening not hearing listening that's for others to decide. I could take it a step deeper and argue that Felicity herself is a narcissist. Just covert. Possibly. Because, I mean, she also was not a great mother to Ash. No. That's the thing of, like, at some point, you being passive is also an issue. Yeah. Plus, she's, like, she's not stereotypical, but she is that harsh mother to Ash. Of Like, why would you say that to Christopherson? That's in exceptionally rude but you're not accepting what you're doing to your own side so it goes back to that role modeling and then like just the painting of like disaster stuff I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on in your mind girl it's like oh i'm moving on to hurricanes now like she's painting lightning she's painting hurricanes and like somewhere there's some psychoanalytic oh, bs can, up can in I, there can i talk about how when she because she paints the entire like town map yeah for the final like Quotation ties to get Christopherson back. Yeah. And she has to add like thunderstorms in the yeah. background. And I'm like, like, she just has to do it. It's so, like, I wonder if that is. It's like, her aesthetic. It's, I wonder if that's like something connected somewhere. Like, but no, I think, I would, I think you're maybe digging a little deeper than you need to on it. Well, we, and we have that argument of like, I can, like, <laughs> yeah. I can ruin it. Like, that's why I have to be like, for the purposes of a movie. Yeah. But to go back to it, like, no, it's not a healthy relationship then, then and there. But, like, even if I know my partner's a narcissist and I, you know, understand that, like, they're not going to hear me, do they still not deserve that same humanity? It's called doing you do. I feel like it's doing you due diligence. 
I mean, you're not wrong. I'm just trying to. They're still, they're people too. I'm just trying to counterpoint, you know. Yeah. I'm just trying to Look, counterpoint. he's not my favorite. He's not my favorite. Like that whole, like. No, I know. Like you, you were like Mr. Fox. Like, and that's the point, though. He like, annoys me. He's called Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like, I'm like to whom? Well, like it's. <sighs> and it's like, of course he writes. Is for it the an oxymoron? I don't. I don't know. I don't think that's the right word. Anyways. So, he got on my nerves, which affected the rating. Oh, of course it did. Because, like, I, I want, like, for a movie experience for me, like, I I want to see growth. So, and I'm not going to say that it, I don't think growth happened, but was there a shift? Yes. Uh, I want to ask, you're going to give me rating, but I want to ask, we were talking about it with um, Eric when he was on the podcast, which hasn't come out yet, but it's going to come out at the end of the month. Spoilers. We were, we were talking about... Uh, by your rating scale and how I'll either like I'll go from okay this movie is a mid movie and start a five and then move up or down or this movie is bad start a zero and move up depending on like the point scales of like this movie started at a ten for me and lost a point for pacing so it's a nine. Oh, so you think of it like that yeah you start from ten and go down if it's if it's a really 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 good movie I start at ten and then I take points away if there's flaws like, Weird. I do not. I do not go into it like that. Everything, well, that's what I was asking. I was going to ask, like, did you start at five and move up, or did you start at ten and move down? I start typically like from the neutral standpoint. So seven point five. I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna go is seven point five. So you're staying. I was at going. 7.5. I was. I, w- I told you I wanted to do seven, but I will consent to your arguments of like I can't beat the argument of without Mr. Fox, there's no movie. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, half point just for. Okay, because I was I was gonna ask like you're you're talking about how it loses points. Where where was the scoreboard as you were subtracting points? See, that's the thing is like I there to me there wasn't anything necessarily negative to subtract. Okay, because it starts from a very neutral standpoint. So you're at neutral good. Yeah, and that's where you're staying. Yeah, that's Got where it. that's where I go in every time. Is like I'm very neutral about it. I take some of the hype into account, but like for the most part, it's my experience. Well, like I, I do the same thing too, where like, okay, this is a good movie, but not a great movie. So I'll start at 7.5. Is there anything I can add to it to make it an eight? Is there anything I can subtract to make it a seven? So forth and so on. Like, I feel like if there was just more time to flesh out. I wish Mr. I would have, I wish I would have described it better to Eric when I was doing the episode uh, with him because he put me on the spot and I was like, how do I describe so you, this you, to You've described it in the past and it's a good, like, it's a good scale to use just based on that of like, how, what does the mood, like, you, you base it off of like what you feel on yeah. it and like you break it down into those brackets and it yes. makes sense to me. It made sense. It's a little convoluted. It's a little complicated. But I mean, the, the opinions of these movies are subjective. Yes. Like it's purely up to the viewer. Like you could get our ratings and like, you know, think you that watch this, Fantastic Mr. Fox and be like, like this, sucks. this is three. This sucks. Or you could be like, uh, this is like an 11.5. Yeah. Like, you know, I was going to say something. And I, I actually said, I told myself, nope, that's not appropriate. <laughs> I'll tell you after the podcast and you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm glad you didn't say that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like, I enjoyed the movie and like, I know you wanted all eights and I, I, I really, I sat and I thought with that, I was like, am I going to give this an eight because Matt wants an eight? No. No, don't do that. <laughs> I, don't, I like I don't you. Know, I, don't I don't like you that much. 
much. I don't, I don't want your opinion to be forced upon. <laughs> no, and I appreciate that. And I started with the seven. Like I texted yeah. you, I was like, it's going to be seven out of ten. Like I can't get past how fast it went, and I just don't this like this main character. This first half, I think. Like, yeah, no, I think it's my second. I think I, I did a half I, on I, something I do, else. I do think you did a half on something else. I just can't remember it. I can't either. But I'm giving the half just because, again, that argument of there's no plot. And it's like, yeah, there'd be no movie in the beginning. There really would be. So, like, as soon as you said that, I was like, all right, bing. Yeah. Because I, I have to, I feel like I have to give credit where credit is due there. Yes. Like, the whole reason that, like, this movie exists because Fox is a antagonist. Mm-hmm. All the problems stem directly from him and his actions. Because, mm-hmm. uh. Bunsen, Broughton, Bean, or whatever they're called. Like, they could have just lived their happy lives and not done anything if not for a fox, a pesky little fox, stealing their chipkins and stealing But he their... was stealing, like, co- like Copious absurd, amount. like, absurd amounts. Like, that's yeah. their, like, again, like, that's, that's their, their livelihood. that's their livelihood. Do I think they're the greatest characters in the world? No, no especially not Mr. Bean. Yeah, Mr. Bean's a wild card. Like, he, that dude is, like, got some, he, there's some narcissism in One that as well. One short but they yeah, like, and at the end, like the little children's choir doing that, like yeah. it was very, like a like cinematically, like story wise, very solid. Yes, I just cannot stand Mr. Fox. When we're talking about the aesthetic, great. When we're talking about the character design, great. Great. When we're talking about the characters on their own, still flawed, good. still good, good but flawed. But they're purposely flawed. It. Like we said, like if you given this movie, you give this movie another fifteen minutes, it would have been fine. Yeah, honestly, it probably would have been an eight yeah. if I would have had some more time to breathe. Yeah. And some of the stuff, like I said, the thing at the wolf at the end was lost on me. I'm not sh- like you don't. Get- you didn't have to waste like no. you didn't have to waste two minutes on the wolf and, scene. They could have right. been used and, for something else. And like you keep like again, like I see shifts. Like I see where Fox is like I acknowledge that I've not been the best dad. But it's like, are you doing that because yes. you genuinely feel bad or because you know it makes you look bad? Yeah. And I'm like, you don't know. Right. Like, it's very ambiguous with that toward the end. But I yeah. think it, they come to some sort of odd understanding. How did how did you feel when it pans out of the grocery store and it is... Just they're dancing. No, it, it's owned by... Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, you know, it's like, that makes sense. Like, they're big, like, agricultural, like, standpoints in the area. It makes sense yeah. that they also own this. Yeah. And so, I'm also like, this is anti-capitalist. I think it's a little anti-capitalist. Dude, what did you think about the beagle slander? The beagle slander? I, you They know, made beagles out awful. But, I mean, like, it makes sense. Because, like, that would be, like, they, like, and what is it? There's a hunting parties. Like, there are beagles bred specifically to go fox hunting. Yeah. Have you seen Fox and the Hound? Yeah. Like, come on. That yeah. that in itself, like, that started, like, a long time ago. Yeah. Should we rewatch Fox and the Hound? Can we bring Natasha on for Fox and the Hound? That's she, a Disney movie. She still hasn't decided what movie she's doing. Oh, Fox and, and the Dave, Hound. We'll, we'll get into that here in a second. So, uh, nine, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Cool. Um, like, this is a Wes Anderson movie. It's going to be, for some people, it's not going to be for everybody. But I think... We are talking about, I think this is one of those movies that, like, if you want to show your kids, go for it. Yeah, it, it'd be okay. It's a good kids movie. It's it's and a very could, unique kids It's movie. very unique. There could be some lessons taught. Yeah, for sure. I think it needs to be older if you kids, want, but If yeah. you want someone, if you want to teach your kids, like, what narcissism is before they become one, be like, don't be like these. <laughs> Wait, and that, that in and of itself is some arguments there, but yeah. I, we ain't got that kind of time. We ain't got that kind of time. But, um, so next week we're doing 12 Angry Men. And then after that, 
We're doing Men Robin and Men in Tights with Eric, which we already recorded. Had a great time. It Eric was had great. A great time. I had a good time. It, it was better than our time with Taylor. <laughs> She's not going to hear it. I don't care. She is going to hear it. She's been listening. Oh, has she? Yeah. She, wants, <laughs> she would like to come on and do Blues Brothers. At some point. Maybe. <sighs> Okay. But she's not the next guest we have coming on. We have two guests coming on. Not in, no, in February. And then in March, we're doing Robin Williams. Yeah. So we, we do have two guests coming on in Hopefully. They, depending on recording schedule with David. Yeah. Depending on. Well, here's the thing. I told Natasha the same thing. I was like, when it comes to recording the episode, we can record it like we did. We recorded Eric's episode like beginning of January. Yeah. We could record it this month and have it at the tail end of February. Yeah, it's just having to get it together. Yes. And so the, having to get us all sitting together. Yeah, the new year has has taken off very quickly, and my little feet can't keep up. Mm. So it's been a little bit of a challenge to record. But, but we're still here. We're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. I'm glad we're doing it. So, but on that note, that's uh, like kind of the future plans with it. We'll do Twelve Angry Men next week. I feel like I've already decided the movie I'm doing in February. Have you decided? Did I not send it? Uh, yeah, but there, we've talked about we've talked about it. I just you don't. mentioned one, but I didn't know if that was the one you picked. I, I don't see why I wouldn't stick with it. I don't remember the it. movie I picked, and I'm pretty excited about it. Matthew. So it's it's really funny. I'm gonna get into why it's funny. Uh-huh. So I picked. Um, I'm picking ten things I hate about you. Oh yeah, I remember that. And yeah, 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 I was excited about that. I've seen that one. It's funny because Natasha wanted to do The Lion King two, which is which is based off Romeo and Juliet. And yeah. I'm like, oh, so I'm doing a movie based off of a Shakespeare play, and you're doing a movie based off a of Shakespeare play. And she's like, no, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> But uh, her dog's name is Kovu, Kovu. Yeah, yeah, which is based off the uh, Scar Sun in Lion King 2, which is cute. But what what did you pick? I don't... And has David decided? He said Need for Speed, but I'm like... He did say Need for he's, Speed. He's a car dude. Bridge to Terabithia is what I wanted to do. Uh, yeah, he, well, there was another one you said. I thought it was that one, but yeah, we can do Bridge to Terabithia. Bridge to Terabithia, and then Dream... Uh, that was for Robin Williams. And then I think I put another one, Monty Python. You did say Monty Python. I'd rather do Bridge to Terabithia. I feel like we, I haven't seen I that. have a paper. <laughs> well, I haven't seen Bridge to Terabithia in a long time. Is it on Disney Plus or is it Disney, right? Sure. It's somewhere. I think it was a Disney movie. You can find it on a streaming service. I watched it when we worked at the place we worked at together. At that place. At that place. That cycle here. <laughs> just Please cycle here. <laughs> I'm just... Because I accidentally almost said the name and saved it by saying Cycle Gear, which is just a bike shop chain. Um, so, yeah, we, we work with kids in a motorcycle shop, and that's the running joke, and I think it's funny. It is kind of funny. So we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll be able to um, cement those those movies coming up. Yeah. We'll let y'all know. Uh, I think that's the schedule. Matt, will let, just, just Matt not, will let me know. <laughs> just not knowing, like, what day we'll release them. But yeah. we are playing Robin Williams month in March, and I think – like, I'm excited for February. I'm excited to have both David and Natasha on. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited to do a deep dive into Robin Williams because he's, he's one of those actors that, like... Legacy. Well, like... Le- leaves a good legacy. It, it, it's not his legacy. It's... Like, I, I'm going to I'm gonna dig deep and I might cry. 
can I wear my emotional sadist t-shirt? <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah, it's tears. It's great. I have I have so many funny funny t-shirts. <laughs> so many. No, like the the whole story behind Robin Williams and his passing. I, I talked about it in Good Will Hunting. Like it it did. It affected me. Yeah. Just because like knowing he his struggle with depression, like it it brings Yes. It feels true. Yes. It feels true to him. But so yeah. we'll end it there. But uh we had a good time with Fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do you regret me uh recommending it? Do you feel it was it one of the lower ones that I've recommended? It was the lowest one, and Legend have been the lowest oh, ones. God, Legend was so bad. Yeah. Anyways, we makes me feel better about my movie choices. <laughs> At least most of mine are mid. <laughs> Fair. You know what? Uh, I, I was thinking about it. Um, I was telling you we need to watch the Holdovers because I think you'll really like that one. Mm-hmm. It just came out pretty recent release. Mm-hmm. We also need to watch The Boy and the Heron. We need to watch The Boy and the Heron. We do. I've been meaning to do that just anyway. Mm-hmm. I missed it in theaters, which kind of sucked. But yeah. anyways. Okay. I also want to watch The Iron Claw because I heard it makes grown men cry. Isn't that the one with Zac Efron? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeremy oh, Allen White. And on that note, <laughs> we hope... Uh... <laughs> Can we do High School Musical? Can we just have a gag? Oh, if we do High School Musical and we don't bring on our child, he will lose his mind. We can ask him. We can ask him. I don't know if he's still there or not. I, I got his contact info. I can ask him. You shouldn't have his contact info, but anyways. I can have his contact info. I've not been oh, there. Oh yeah, you don't work there. I, I've anymore. not been there in like <laughs> two and a half years. Uh, also, he's of age. No, it's been shorter than that, but. No, I've been I've been licensed as a therapist for two, two years now. Yeah, but you're still working there for a little bit. Right. Okay. Anyways, all right. But if we do high school musical, we'll have to bring him on. We'd have to. Mm-hmm. He'd get so mad. Anyways, I'm Matt. I'm Dakota. And we hope to see you next time for 12 Angry Men on I've Got a Movie to Watch. Do it.